It is true, a child just dropped from its dam may be supported by her milk for a solar year with little other nourishment, at most not above the value of two shillings, which the mother may certainly get, or the value in scraps by her lawful occupation of begging. And it is exactly at one year old that I propose to provide for them in such a manner as instead of being a charge upon their parents, or the parish, or wanting food and raminant for the rest of their lives, they shall, on the contrary, contribute to the feeding and partly to the clothing of many thousands. There is likewise another great advantage in my scheme, that it will prevent those voluntary abortions, and that horrid practice of women murdering their bastard children, alas, too frequent among us, sacrificing the poor innocent babes, I doubt more to avoid the expense than the shame, which would move tears and pity in the most savage and inhuman breast. I shall now, therefore, humbly propose my own thoughts, which I hope will not be liable to the least objection. I have been assured by a very knowing American of my acquaintance in London that a young, healthy child well-nursed is, at a year old, a most delicious, nourishing, and wholesome food, whether stewed, roasted, baked, or boiled, and I make no doubt that it will equally serve in a fricassee or a ragu. I do therefore humbly offer it to public consideration that of the 120,000 children already computed, 20,000 may be reserved for breed, whereof only one-fourth part to be males, which is more than we allow to sheep, black cattle, or swine, and my reason is that these children are seldom the fruit of marriage, a circumstance not much regarded by our savages. Therefore, one male will be sufficient to serve four females." That the remaining hundred thousand may, at a year old, be offered in sale to the persons of quality and fortune, through the kingdom, always advising the mother to let them suck plentiful in the last month, so as to render them plump and fat for a good table. A child will make two dishes at an entertainment for friends, and when the family dines alone, the fore or hind quarter will make a reasonable dish, and seasoned with a little pepper or salt, will be a very good boiled on the fourth day, especially in winter." I have reckoned upon a medium that a child just born will weigh 12 pounds, and in a solar year, if tolerably nursed, increases to 28 pounds. I grant this food will be somewhat dear and therefore very proper for landlords who, as they have already devoured most of the parents, seem to have the best title to the children. I have too long digressed and therefore shall return to my subject. I think the advantages by the proposal which I have made are obvious and many, as well as of the highest importance. For first, as I have already observed, it would greatly lessen the number of papists with whom we are yearly overrun, being the principal breeders of the nation as well as our most dangerous enemies, and who stay at home on purpose with a design to deliver the kingdom to the pretender, hoping to take their advantage by the absence of so many good Protestants, who have chosen rather to leave their country than stay at home and pay tithes against their conscience to an Episcopal curate. Secondly, the poor tenants will have something valuable of their own, which by law may be made liable to a distress and help to pay their landlord's rent, their corn and cattle being already seized and money a thing unknown. 
Thirdly, whereas the maintenance of 100,000 children from two years old and upwards cannot be computed at less than 10 shillings apiece per annum, the nation's stock will thereby increase at 50,000 pounds per annum, besides the profit of a new dish introduced to the tables of all gentlemen of fortune in the kingdom, who have any refinement in taste. And the money will circulate among ourselves, the goods being entirely of our own growth and manufacture. Fourthly, the constant breeders, besides the gain of eight shillings sterling per annum by the sale of their children, will be rid of the charge of maintaining them after the first year. Fifthly, this food would likewise be great custom to taverns, where the vintners will certainly be so prudent as to procure the best recipient for dressing it to perfection, and consequently have their houses frequented by all the fine gentlemen who justly value themselves upon their knowledge and good eating, and a skillful cook who understands how to oblige his guest will contrive to make it as expensive as they please. Sixthly, this would be a great, great inducement to marriage which all wise nations have either encouraged by rewards or enforced by laws and penalties. It would increase the care and tenderness of mothers towards their children when they were sure of a settlement for life to the poor babes provided in some sort by the public to their annual profit instead of expense. We should soon see an honest emulation among the married women which of them could bring the fattest child to the market. Men would become as fond of their wives during the time of their pregnancy as they are now of their mares and foal, their cows and calf, or sows when they are ready to farrow, nor offer to beat or kick them, as is too frequent to practice, for fear of a miscarriage. Many other advantages may be enumerated, for instance, the addition of some thousand carcasses in our exportation of barreled beef, the propagation of swine's flesh and improvement in the art of making good bacon, so much wanted among us by the great destruction of pigs, too frequent at our tables, which are no way comparable in taste or magnificence to a well-grown, fat, yearling child, which roasted whole will make a considerable figure at a Lord Mayor's feast or any other public entertainment. But this, and many others, I omit, being studious of brevity. Therefore, I repeat, let no man talk to me of these and the like expedients till he hath at least some glimpse of hope that there will ever be some hearty and sincere attempt to put them into practice. I desire those politicians who dislike my overture and may perhaps be so bold to attempt an answer that they will first ask the parent of these mortals whether they would not at this day think it a great happiness to have been sold for food at a year old in the manner I prescribe, thereby have avoided such a perpetual scene of misfortunes as they have since gone through by the oppression of landlords, the impossibility of paying rent without money or trade, the want of common sustenance with neither house nor clothes to cover them with the inclemencies of the weather, and the most inevitable prospects of entailing the like or great miseries upon their breed forever. I profess in the sincerity of my heart that I have not the least personal interest in endeavoring to promote this necessary work, having no other motive than the public good of my country by advancing our trade, providing for infants, relieving the poor, and giving some pleasure to the rich. I have no children by which I can propose to get a single penny, the youngest being nine years old, and my wife past child-bearing. That was an excerpt of Jonathan Swift's A Modest Proposal, where he was proposing that you can solve two problems, the overpopulation of Irish, who were poor and homeless and destitute, and the hungry English by having the English eat the Irish 
babies. Those were the Papists, the Catholics, the ones who make the nation because they are the ones who bear and have the children. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? And isn't it funny how even Jonathan Swift back in the day also knew that abortion was a horrendous act? But honestly, what's worse? You know, at least with Jonathan Swift, a child or a young woman, raped or not, could make a penny, could make a few dollars if you paid by the pound. I mean, if we're going to be such a disgusting society where we allow that to happen and we tell girls that it's normal and it's actually part of womanhood to destroy your kin, to sacrifice your family for yourself, why not start eating them? I mean, I think about a child, I think about plant-based sausage, a Cracker Barrel, I don't know. I don't know which way I would lean to. (laughs) Now, obviously, this is all in satire. I don't want anybody going out eating children. And obviously, the act is horrendous beyond all belief. But that's what Jonathan Swift wanted in his time. And that's what I'm hoping to accomplish today. The very idea that we think so little of our own children should really shock and appall us. More so than the words Jonathan Swift wrote down. When people wrote it, or when he wrote it and people read it, they were shocked and appalled, not really knowing that he was speaking tongue-in-cheek, thinking that this was real, but that was the point. I mean, you're treating them so poorly anyway. It's the next step. If we're going to be a country that's going to be so low, and for 50 years we have been so low, in our value for life, our morals. We have replaced community and family for our our own gluttonous desires. That's why we're all so selfish and entitled and so alone. Maybe if we put the ego down a little bit, maybe if we humbled ourselves a little bit, maybe if we learned to put others before ourselves, We might actually know what meaning and purpose means. And then we might know what a meaningful and purposeful life entails. And then we can go out and grab it. Well, thanks for listening to me, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful week. God bless you as always. Pachos Chachos for life. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.